Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report. It's the Big Bash AB Medal Special. Of course, we're joined by Bradley Hodge. Good to so see no, you. Yeah, it's good to be here, actually. It's been a while. We haven't seen you for a few days. No, no, we've been busy commentating, not doing uh, the podcast, which is unfortunate. But um, here we are again. We've but semi finals, finals, please. Can it be a bit like the, the women BBL? I think Two it will be. Two classic semis and a great final. I reckon it will be. Um, you know, we've seen some. Some performances from Hobart, which has been amazing. The Stars, Renegades playing at home against the Sixers. It's going to be a fascinating contest. I reckon it'll be a, a cracker. Hey, we're going to uh, do the AB medal first. But um, I just read an article on Crick Info, Daniel Bredick, this morning. There's a new book coming out, Bradman and Packer, The Deal That Changed Cricket. It's 40 years since they uh, shook hands and said, okay, no more World Series cricket, but Channel 9 can do the... Uh, uh, international cricket in Australia. But evidently, the story Daniel's gone with is Kerry Packer made a personal attempt to have the chairman of selectors, Trevor Hones, back in 2005, rush Michael Hussey into the last test match ahead of Damien Martin in 2005. Yep. Now, it didn't quite get that far, but you were on that tour. Did you have any <laughs> inkling of this? Well, just reading that, I had no idea. And was thanks, Kate, Kerry. Was Kerry not a fan of yours? He must have been the fifth selector as well, because they certainly didn't give me a game at all, which was funny. I mean, Michael Hussey then played the next test match anyway, post that Ashes. Oh, but yeah. uh, interesting, I'm not sure if uh, Mr. Packer was up to the speed on how well the, uh, the bench warmers were going, because clearly my... 161 not out and 130 not out in the tour games wasn't good enough to, to get selected anyway. Because it was a bit happening too. It wasn't just yourself, wasn't it? Stuart McGill. Now, I might not get this totally correct, but he was playing some county games in between and he was on the way down for another one, got pulled back virtually applying and then wasn't selected. Well, it's weird. I think the Aussies were at that stage completely rattled. Um, and, they were fredified. Yeah, and they were backing in the players that they'd selected first, which is great. But you clearly see that there was some issues off field. There was some issues on field with performance and form. And I thought going to the Oval, playing Warren and McGill was a no-brainer. Oh, um, they were the only way get that, heaps of wickets. It was there. the only way that they were going to actually win the Test match. And I'm not sure whether it was an error from Buchanan or whether it was Packer's influence that he didn't want well, to see just, McGill just out there. The dialogue. I can't wait to read this book. Um, I won't say all the the language that. Uh, Kerry used, but uh, get Hussey in the side quick. This is to Bob Merriman, the yeah. chairman. Well, um, the selectors pick the team, Kerry. And he goes, I can pick the team. Martin hasn't got to run. Hussey in. And then <laughs> Bob Merriman got on to James Sutherland, the CEO, and said, you know, just remind Trevor Holmes you can pick outside the yeah, 17. Because right. okay. there's a lot of blokes playing county cricket. Yeah. And then the, the feedback goes uh, from James. Bob, Mike Hussey's on the plane now. We can't get him in. 
That's amazing. I, I'm not surprised from the selectors either that Trevor Holmes didn't actually say, well, we've actually got a pretty good player that's number 14th on the list. His name's Hodgie. And Hodgie. Maybe, maybe you should give him a go. So thanks and fuck you too, absolutely. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> there was a bit of that language in that one. Well, while you're fired up, let's, let's yeah. go through the AB medal. What, yeah. what were your thoughts as a player with the AB medal? Well, um, I, look, I enjoyed the night, actually. I only got invited a couple of times. But I, for me, um, I knew where I stood in the pecking order. So what, one of the things that happens at the AB medals, you'll, you'll congregate in the uh, the team hotel room. I think yeah. it's actually the um, – it's next to the Langham there in the yeah, city yeah, yeah. where they stay. Apartments. Uh, yeah, the apartments. And um, you know basically where you sit – and how well you're going to perform on the night by which vehicle you get in. Yeah. So, you know, out you see uh, Michael Clark, Ricky Ponting, and you're walking Adam to, Gilchrist. No, no, Brad, just, just hold back a little <laughs> and, bit. Okay, and next then, one. So there's me and my wife. We, yeah, just hold back we are the bit. last two to yeah. leave the uh, the reception area for the last car. We go, okay. So Let's we, have a good night in. We're down the back in the toilets and we'll have a good night. In fact, we actually snuck out and had a few cans at the, at the bar. We're down the back that fast. But a lot of people were doing that, the JJs, weren't they? Because it's, if you didn't quite, uh, you go to the toilet and they were closed, you go down and get a couple of correct. wins. Correct. Yeah, I learned about pecking order. I reckon the first ever AB medal, I, I, I must have had a good year for Australia. And I reckon I finished about fifth. So I was on you the main chance. table. You were a chance. So I'm with, uh, you know, Steve War and yeah. um, McGrath, Warren. You know, so man, I'm in there and get yeah. a few votes. Next year, yeah, I'm experiencing what you are. Yeah. Instead of being table one, yeah, I'm just eking back to about table 10. But it was with um, sort of half-casty sort of guys like uh, Lehman, Martin, Colin Miller and myself. So, you know, it's sort of not the top dogs in the middle there. So, of course, I think it was Lehman, surprise, surprise, goes, if we get votes, we'll skull, right? So I only started, I reckon this year I only started in the Australian team and Martin got in late, something like that. Yeah. So start off, I only play a few one days, but guess what? I just sneak in about four one votes and oh, one two yes. vote, right? So not having great games, yeah. but sneaking votes. Good enough. Stuff. Yep. Then Lehman gets state cricketer of the year. Let's go. <laughs> then Colin Miller, this is the year he won Test Player of the Year. All right. It was yeah. only five votes or something. Like, but there was like two twos and a one. Yeah. And then just as I dipped, Damien Martin gets in the team and he's sneaking one oh, votes for fun. Wow. Yeah. And meanwhile, the punters at home know, don't they? They yeah. know what you're up to. But we're absolutely <laughs> blind at the end. So that's the – and then I end up coaching at the academy and yeah. then I was out. Near the kitchen. Yeah, okay. Well, that is the good thing about actually when you do get down the pecking order, you you tend to end up with guys that they know they're not going to be on stage. So you smack a couple of cans down and you have a great time. Because it time. is nervous if you're going to get something, isn't it? Isn't I've been doubt. lucky enough to present maybe a one-day cricketer of the year to Maxi, I think, a few years ago. So you've got to be... You got to be sedate, yeah. Until you get that little speech, you out. have to be switched on, and then you hit JJ's and go as hard as you can. Um, hey, so we're pretty happy with the winners: AB Medal, uh, Pat Cummins, and and the Belinda Clark Award, Alyssa Healy. Well, Alyssa Healy just won everything. 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 She just <laughs> she just clean, had a clean sweep. So yeah, well done. Um, Alyssa yeah. was talking about that. She's always been told she's good enough, yeah. and I reckon at twenty eight years of age, this is the year that. I think she believes. I wonder if it was a belief in, uh, you know, winning the Stark 
Healy Golf Challenge that really got the belief that she could actually muster up such a performance on the cricket field. So I think that was an interesting. Who'd be the part. biggest sledge on the golf course, she, Mitch or? No, Elise? I think she would have to be. Have to There's be. no. She's doubt. a Healy, and she's behind the stumps, so you know that they just chirp all day, all day, all day. So I've no doubt that. As Mitchie's lining up to hit the driver down there, she's going, oh, watch out for them trees left and right what there. Mean, what, what trees? There's no doubt he... There's no water on the, the right. What, what, what do you mean, water on the right? So, well what done. about Patrick Cummins? Yeah, it was a, it was a good uh, victory for Patrick, wasn't it? And, and, and an honourable one. Um, it was either him or Nathan Lyon, which was going to get the job done, and they were clearly two of our best performers throughout the year. Anyone would have been a deserving winner, I think. Yeah. And... Uh, we just love seeing Paddy Cummins up there. And you know what I loved about Paddy Cummings? The way um, he thanked Richo on his award when it actually wasn't even Richo that no. presented the award. We yeah. love that. Yeah. So, you know, you can mistake a bald head for one. But... Can we thank Richo now? <laughs> God, don't Richo. He's been good. He's been really He's good. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I don't know if he got an award on the night. Um, but Cummins, I mean, the exciting thing is how young he is, isn't it? Yeah, that his ability to to dominate all three forms, uh, and also I suppose his resilience, isn't it? You know, he had those four years after his Test match debut where he's nowhere, but his resilience in the last eighteen months has been outstanding. Yeah, well, you probably know more about that about being a fast bowler and the challenges of injuries and back concerns. And uh, I mean, what a player he is now. Yeah, he's, uh... but maybe the bowling has actually. Um, Made him more resilient. Well, mentally it must be Getting tough. through. Yeah, mentally must be a real challenge. I mean, what a game he had there in that. It was Cape Town, wasn't it? Or was it Johannesburg? Ja- Maybe in Johannesburg. I thought, I thought it was Cape Town. It might have been Cape Town anyway, his first... Uh... Now, the way he bowled Jack Callis in the second innings as an 18-year-old, it was hostile. Yeah. And it, it was frightening. And he hit the winning runs too. Well, it got us all excited, didn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, as soon as you see anyone with ball speed up around 150, as a spectator of cricket, you're just on the edge yeah. of your seat and you love it. Doesn't matter how well Not the batsman's playing, he can be 150. But when you see a dude bowl on 150, when you know you can just physically hurt that's, someone or get them out, that's as exciting as What do you reckon the pace be. is? Like, you know, you know, 135 little swingers, they're, they're, they're annoying. You, you know, you get out. Yeah. Getting to 140s, you're thinking, well, this is this is a bit quicker. But yeah. 150 plus is yeah. a different ball game, isn't it? It's well, like a blur coming down. 150, you're losing sleep the night before. Yeah. You know, that's, that's that sort of territory where... You're trying to work out in your mind, visualization, what the bowler can do. And then you just see it in your sleep. Oh, oh no, that no. one hurts. <laughs> so, so who was the number one? Who was the number one quick that you lost sleep over? Oh, it's Sean Tate. Oh, yeah. Sean Tate. I was so desperate for him to play more cricket for Australia. Because every time he wasn't, he was playing for South Australia, either T20s, one-day cricket, or even Sheffield Shield back then, and he was fast. And was it because he didn't quite know where they were going? Was it that sort of, well, I could get beamed here, I could get yorked, I could get bounced? All of the above. And the thing or he with, could hit short leg in the, the head. The thing with the wild thing is that when he actually got it completely wrong, he'd get angry. And get aggressive, and then that's when it was just. And a, you're going, hey, it's not my fault. It's a peppering it's your of short fault. ball, yeah. yeah. So you're like, mate, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a beauty. I often used to talk to Tady and ask him because he, he used to he used to get he's, he was a tense human. So then 
if he had a couple of beers before he actually played the game, that he generally him. hit his line and leg. So before warm-up, I'd ask him, how many cans did you have last night, mate? He goes, oh, I didn't have any. I no. thought, oh, my God, this is going to be a torrid day today. So, and he'd steam in and the ball would fly down leg side and go for four bars. The next one, he'd try and overcorrect and pepper you at the head. some of the balls he bowled to left-handers? You know, because he used to swing the ball that far. I'd yeah. never seen so many left-handers get bowled in mm. LB because it would swing almost a metre. Well, I imagine that... Uh, Wazzy Macram felt the same when yeah. you were batting to him. Yeah. When I think he walked out and you hit him over through the covers for four. Through point, yeah. You know, I think he had to adjust. I won't, I won't repeat what he said to me. Yeah. <laughs> but then Give him bowled, a little bit of a he hint. He bowls me around the wicket. <laughs> Yorker, that pitches on leg, hits the top of off. Um, but he meant that. Tatey yeah. didn't mean no, those sort no. of things. Hey, he was on that 05 Ashes. Yeah, he was. He batted quite well. Do you he, remember some of his dismissals in that series? I don't remember his dismissals. I remember he wouldn't have got LB. Put it that way. I tell you what happened on two thousand and five. It was in the third. Is it the third or fourth test? Edge bastard. Oh no, Trent Bridge. Trent Bridge was the fourth test, I think. And it was a fiery spell between Justin Langer and Sean Tate in Ooh. the nets. And Sean, to his credit, always pitched the ball up. And John Buchanan and Ricky wanted a, a competitive net session. Yeah. You know, because they've been struggling. They just wanted a, a competitive net session. Anyway, Tatey just dropped one a fraction short. He never bowled short in the nets. And it just sort of lifted off a length and hit Langer oh, under yeah. the ribs. Right? Anyway, Langer didn't throw the ball back to him. Just hit it into the side of the net. Because the etiquette is you pick up the ball and you throw it to the bowler. So for okay, all those kids? young kids, there's nothing worse than not giving the ball back to no. the bowler if it's just dribbled in the side of the net or around there. Don't hit it back with your bat. Have some etiquette. It's pick one thing it up. you notice about coaching junior teams, isn't it? That they yeah. don't know that. They just hit it along the ground. You're going, hey, you've got to pick the ball up. Yeah, there's certain etiquette. And so, throw the ball. So yes. this happened and, and, oh. and Langer was shitty because he got hit and he just... And anyway, Tady made the point to him that, hey, mate, not my fault you missed it, but yeah. at least you can do is pick the ball up and throw it back to me. Anyway, JL's eyes were spinning as he does yes. at that time. Said to Tatey, well, you can blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Tatey Ooh, I would, have, I would next... have liked to watch yes, this. Yes, it was amazing. It was, it was exactly sort of like the competitive edge which the team required at that time. On the field. And the whole net session sort of stopped to watch this next ball and Tatey ran in and he bowled his short one and it crunched Justin Langer oh! on the arm guard. Anyway, JL, to his credit, sort Took of it. shrugged it off, wanted to, wanted to take his gloves and that off no, and have a fight with Tatey. No. <laughs> and, um, anyway, if it missed his arm guard, it would have broken his yeah. arm. And so he had these sore ribs, his arms nearly fallen off, and Tatey's absolutely steamed in. And then you could just see that, oh, this could get out of hand. And then Tatey, the next couple, just pitched a few up and, and it got And he played track. after that? They picked him after that? Your, he did play in yeah, Trent Bridge, he yeah, did, he yeah. did. Um, and that's what I think forced got him, him into in. getting selected. And uh, But it was one of them firing net sessions that I always witnessed in Victoria with Shane Harwood and Mick Lewis if they ever got, you know, shitty with the bats yeah. or whatever. But uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a really good contest like between that. bat and ball. Tough cricketer. Versus a guy that was trying to force his way into the side. You know who would have liked that, loved that? Kerry Packer. Yeah, Kerry Packer. He said, get that Tate. He might have. Yeah. He might have seen it and said, get Tate in the team. Maybe. It might come out in the book. 
Maybe uh, Huss got selected because was the Ashes before the World Cup in t- no 2007? Because Huss might have got wind of this because he certainly made use of Kerry Packer's boat when we won the World Cup in, in 2007. So yeah, yeah, yeah. well done, Mr. Cricket. That's uh, ticking your. That's why he's called Mr. Cricket. Genius. Hey, back to the AB medal. So Test Player of the Year uh, for the men. Nathan Lyon, no problems. Not surprising. One day international, probably showing his growing uh, status in the Australian team. Marcus Doinus, really good. Yeah, a little bit surprising there, actually. Just um, who, who did you think would win oh, that? Not sure, but um, I thought Maxwell as well had a pretty good sort of back. Well, Maxie won the T Twenty um, player there, and for me, it was just it's hard to remember the T Twenty yeah, games. It's true. Yeah, very true. But yeah, Stoinis has been in good touch and. Um, Oh, he's had a pretty good year for uh, for all cricket. Um, State Player of the Year, Matthew Wade. Yeah, and it's- just to keep he Wade his name in front of the Aussie selectors, um, he really can't do any more to to push his claim. No, not surprising. And then the one thing, uh, um, he's probably getting a message of just keep doing what you're doing. But the facts are, is that but you can only go down from you there. You can't keep doing what you're doing. Um, it takes energy, it takes uh, mental toughness, and I just take my hat off to Matthew Wade because I've been in that position before. And, Don't we all have? And you've got no choice, yep. and you absolutely have no choice. It's interesting. Do you reckon if there's a World Cup final tomorrow, Matthew Wade would have to be in the one-day team? But he's not. He's not even in the. He's not even. No, selected. he's not even going to India. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm no, not- but I'm saying if we had a World Cup final tomorrow and we have to pick our form, we could keep a batsman. He's in. For me, we've watched a number of Hurricanes games, or you have, and Ricky has, because I don't really get no, the you're data in, in that way. But we'll get your um, um, season review of the Perth Scorchers at home because <laughs> you did all their games. Wasn't great. I've never seen a guy hitting the cricket ball as comfortably as Matthew Wade at the moment. So for me, if I'm a selector or a person watching cricket, I just look and see someone that is in complete control, has absolute time on his hands, and for me that tends to be a tick for future success. So I'd get him in there, ASAP. I don't care how. He needs to get back into that side. Yeah, but that's what these five games in, in India could could work out, though, couldn't it? Whether he could play as a batsman or the batsman keeper because we know Alex Carey's the future, yeah. uh, but we want to win the World Cup now. And, well, Matthew is not too old. No. He's still got a long, he's long 30, future. He's 30, 31, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got a big future. We saw even... Uh, when Peter Neville got selected, he still have a big impact, you know, for a couple of years for Australian cricket. So I don't see that, although, you know, Kerry might be the anointed one, Matthew Wade itself is uh, right up there in terms of you know, high-grade performers right now. So, you know, two or three years, you can still have a huge impact. Um, hey, what about, um, we might be touching on this in the social media self-promoter war. What, what about the fashion? What about the fashion for the AB medal? Unbelievable. Because AB... Sets the tone. Yeah. It's just black tie for AB, Alan Border, every year. But a few of the boys showed a bit of flamboyance, didn't they? There was, certainly was. I mean, you were spot, you were straight onto that. Yeah. Uh, Adam Zampa, Boom. Marcus Stoinis, and one of the other ones which let me down really was the Ashton Agar. What did he go with? It was, it was a plain, sort of boring, it was a black, sort of skivvy. With a black... Wow, like, I didn't see that. Like, I'm not sure if he's ever been to a black tie event before. Yeah. But it usually is, you know, white shirt, black tie, cummerbund, something maybe, like that. Maybe, maybe a tie. 
I thought for his point of view, okay. it lacked effort um, or knowledge. I mean, he's, he should know better. He was a private schoolboy. And did, was, um, was that, did Zamps wear a scarf? Talk to me about Zamps. Was that uh, a scarf? And I thought he had a David Lee Roth earring in as well. Did you no, see I that? Think he, yeah, I think he went um, about 1984 Van Halen, yeah. not 88 Van Halen. <laughs> it was David Lee Roth at his pomp, probably when he went on that uh, singles or solo career. Um, pretty but cool. I think we'll be talking about them in the social media yeah, self-promoter. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Just quickly on the AB medal, um, should they just get rid of the black tie? No, I like it. Do you? Uh, yeah, okay. I think that... Uh, to me, it pays respect to Alan Water. Okay. As a cricketer, what happens um, if AB? So, what every year go AB? Um, what dress dress do you want sensed for this? And he goes, actually, I feel like an eighties theme, and we could do an eighties theme. And they were like, AB goes, that. oh, actually, I've been listening to a lot of music. Um, maybe can we do a rock and roll? Theme? Yeah. So can it be left? To, to AB just to, to actually have the theme instead of it just being a black tie. I like it. Like a, a fancy dress. Well, you see, I like it because I like where you're going there. Only because I think they stuck with the black tie theme because Channel 9 had the coverage and Richie Benno, oh. all he ever had was yes. the beige and the black tie and yeah. the white. So maybe now that he's, you know, yeah, passed he's, away, he's passed and- away that we can go to a more futuristic style. We could even go for a super superhero type theme. Yeah, but I'm, I'm as long as AB ticks it off. So AB's got to tick it off. Why? Because he averaged fifty plus against the West Indies. So he no, was, and Superman. no one else does that. He was so Superman. Imagine how much he would have got against Sri Lanka. He would have got nine thousand. Yeah, that's how bloody good Alan Border is, and still be grumpy. Nine thousand. That's what I love about the man. And he would have been shitty if he didn't yeah. get ten thousand. Yes, I want more runs. He he had the art of batting ugly. Uh, but not giving up my wicket. You know, Mr. Yeah. Cricket, I reckon, took on that sort of responsibility. Justin Langer had it. I, I want to know who who the next generation of Australian batsmen that goes, I'm prepared to bat ugly, but I'm not getting out. Ugliest I've ever seen is Chris Rogers. There you go. Sorry. Like, my God. Ugly to watch. Looks like he's sitting on a toilet when he's in his stance. Looks like Robocop. And, he had that uh, much gear on him. But God, what an effective player. Yeah. And how well did he He's do coaching the next generation. Yep. Well, he needs to do a pretty good job. All right. Because what's man. happening now is not uh, working. All right. Hey, um, one of the great things of the night, though, is the, is the legendary status for AB medal. And there was three inductees. Mm. Um, first one, a guy we played a lot of cricket with, Dean Jones. Now, Dino... Uh, well done to Dino. For, the thing is, he, people forget he averaged 46 in Test Match cricket. So yeah. that is very good. And yeah. obviously, he's 210 uh, against India Madras, one of the great yeah. Test innings. But where he is set apart is in one-day cricket. Yeah. 164 one-dayers, averaged uh, in the mid-40s. He was flamboyant. Um, he was innovative. Mm. And for me, it was almost like he was the main batsman that took um, – one day cricket, instead of being a shortened version of test match cricket, yeah. he, he took it into the new age. Yeah. Innovative shots, the running between the wickets, uh, the using your feet to the fast bowlers. Um, you know, that's why legendary he was one of the great stuff. legendary status. Yeah. Batting in the, uh, the, the cap, the, the canary cap, then, then changing to the floppy white cap. Um, you know, the zinc cream on the bottom lip. Sunglasses? Sunglasses. Well, 
I mean, yeah, well, I guess he's the pioneer of sunglasses. If you ask, well, that's uh, what he said. If you ask Richo, apparently he's got a lifetime supply of Oakley sunglasses because he was the one that pioneered sunglasses on the field. Well, he should get a lifetime guarantee of Oakleys then. Well, apparently it's in his contract, but Jason Richardson, who previously yeah. worked at uh, Oakley, um, disputes the contract uh, or said it's not in writing. Ooh. Then I wouldn't forget. No. You can't. You can't well, put down a writing. Legend. You know, you just go. Well, there it is. If the ledge says it's true, we all know it's pretty much it's pretty sort much of bent and written in stone. Yeah, it'd be somewhere around the truth. Uh, what about batting with Dino as a young fella? What did you learn? A lot. I mean, I must uh, give credit where credit's due. Um, for me as a youngster to be able to watch him uh, play at the other end and command authority. The one thing he did teach me is how to farm the strike. Yes. Uh, he was a magician at farming the strike, particularly when there was rubbish bowlers on at the other end or yep. there was a bit of junk time. Yep. You know, so you'd get to the 60th over, you're lucky enough to find yourself on 50 or 60 in a shield game. And, you know, the bowlers are getting tired. They're trying to get through to the second new ball. I didn't face a ball for 20 overs, I don't reckon. You're sitting on your back, except absolutely, for the last ball the over. Absolutely. So he's uh, he was a genius at trying to face that, and he taught me a lot there. One of the things which I remember purely about Dino was, you know, he took me under the wing. He thought he was I was a little bit of a, a protege, Dino prodigy. Yeah. And he got, you know, I got an invite out to Romsey. So, yeah, it was a long way out to drive. So I got an invite out to his house, which was rare. And, um, you know, being the super ledge that he was, cracked a bottle of Grange. Wow. And Penfold's Grange. I was, I was 17 at the time. Uh, hey. Or 18. I didn't, I, I think I was 18. And I didn't even I, know. For this podcast, you were 18. No, I was 18. Uh, well, I had to have been because I played, I played Sheffield Shield cricket. So I was. And he, Popped open this bottle of Grange Hermitage, and I, I didn't drink wine back then. I wasn't even that cultured about what, what it mean? was. I wouldn't even know that at 18. And I didn't even know the price of it. Anyway, so he's put it on the table. He's gone off to a few other things, and there was two or three other empty glasses and, a, and a, some soda water. So I emptied the, the Grange into other glasses and filled it with the soda water. So I thought it would be like cordial. A good joke. <laughs> anyway, so he's come back in. And it's gone, mate, what are you doing? I said, well, I don't like it. Just but I just mixed, thought, well, it just looks water a it down like, a bit. Looks a little, little so what did like he the do? cottage cordial. He just looked at me and just said, you're an idiot, mate. <laughs> and I said, well, you invited me over here. So I, I'm 18. I didn't particularly like it. I would have liked a light Carlton draft if you got one. but um, Or a Carlton he White. They were back then. Anyway, he so. He could not be happy. He was absolutely spewing. So there I was drinking watered down Grange. Penfold's Grange. My one with Dino was I would have been about eighteen as well. Twelfth man for this game, and and Dino was a you know a not a twelfth man's nightmare, wasn't it? Because oh, there's yeah. a changing of the gloves all the time, um, sunglasses, all that sort of stuff. But the thing is, you had to be straight out there because if he if he if you made him wait, you'd have to throw a thousand balls to him the next yeah, day and all yeah, that. So yeah. there was things you had to do. So he was not out this day. It was in the morning and, and I got everything prepared and I wanted to make sure I'm watching every ball because if Dino, you know, yeah. wants gloves Victoria or, pads, or Australia. this is Victoria, yeah. I've got to be straight out there, right? Yeah. But at the time, didn't, you know, with Mervyn Hughes, Simon O'Donnell, these sort of guys, 
I'm pretty introverted. I'm not saying much. So I used to put my headphones on on my cassette Walkman. That's how it was. Yeah. I'd press play and I'm listening to my heavy metal. But 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 I'll be watching every ball because I don't want to get in trouble. Do you know what I mean? So it took a while like this and then I went, oh, I'll go down for a drink, go downstairs. And then I hear this shouting, right? Oh, Flynn, Flynn, where are you? And I'm going, please don't be Dino. Who's it for? Dino and I'm going, I'm in trouble here. What does he want? Don't know, but he's not happy. So I grab gloves <laughs> and I'm walking out there and that sort of stuff. And meanwhile, you know, I was pressing, um, I had my Walkmans on yeah. um, and, and, and it stopped working, right? At the start of the day's play, it's not working like yeah. this. So I'm bloody angry at, I reckon they've broken my cassette Walkman, no right? Way. Then also I'm scared yeah. that, Dino's going to get angry. I'm going to throw 10,000 balls at him now because yep. I've been slow with the gloves. So I'm running out there and you know the G's such a big run. So and long. I know he's pissed off, right, because he doesn't it meet me halfway. Least, it takes these three or four minutes to get up He's there. He's staying on the pitch no with his way. arms folded like this. I'm going, oh, bloody hell. So I'm angry about <laughs> they've broken my cassette Walkman. And then um, I'm going, what's he going to do? He's just going to yell at me in front of all them. So I run up, run up, head down. I don't want to even look at him. And then I'm about two metres away and I look up and he goes, hey, champ. And I look up to him and he throws the two batteries from the Walkman to me. No way. <laughs> taking the batteries How out. good's that? <laughs> Dino, you're a legend. Legend. You would have been spewing for him because, I mean, you were catching the train back then to the ground. So yep. how could you get on the train without your Walkman back then? So I had, um, yeah, my bag. <laughs> so at peak hour from Springvale, <laughs> the business people aren't happy. <laughs> Often I'd walk and then Merv would be driving around and he'd beat the horn, yeah. right, and stop. And I'd walk up like this and then the, the button would go down and goes, make sure the drinks are cold today, right, and then he'd zoot off. So I've got this nasty bag, but I've got my headphones on like this. So I lived with my headphones no on. Doubt. So I was so angry that they'd broken them, but boys stitched That's me up awesome. beautifully there. They did, they did. Um, Catherine Fitzpatrick. The fastest women bowler of all time. Yeah. Also a legend. I mean, that's just confirmation, really, because her stats are 13 tests, got 60 wickets at 19. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. That's uh, um, Glenn McGrath. One day is 180 wickets at 17. Two, Again, two Glenn McGrath-like. It's, it's legendary stuff. So Fitz well and truly deserved that. And she's working at Cricket Victoria now, giving yeah, it back to their So well done to Fitz. And Billy Murdoch. Can't say I know much about Billy Murdoch. Okay, I'll fill you in. So he was one of our first Australian um, test captains. He was a brilliant captain, wicketkeeper. He actually didn't play the first test match of all time in 1877. No, because that was the Aboriginal touring. No, that was 1868. 68, was it? Okay, yes. So that was the 150th year. That's why Dan Christian, Scott Boland and co. went over there last year to England. Um, I did watch that production the other day as well. It's really interesting. I've read the book. Very good book. Um... So he didn't play the first test, and our best bowler at the time was Fred the Demon Spoffer, right? Yeah. And you know he goes, you don't pick my wicketkeeper, I'm not playing the first test. <laughs> so it. by not picking Billy, the Demon goes, you can do that. But he was back in. That's awesome. He was the first test player to score 200 yeah. in a test match, Billy. also he had done that for me. That would have been awesome. I would have played yeah. 100 tests. Now, you want to get close <laughs> to the best player in the team. So you should have been closer to Warney. If Warney had said, 
I'm not playing this Hodge plays no, that 05 Ashes. I was close to Warney, just that he actually... You need to be there was captain. This, there was the corner. Warney, you yeah. weren't allowed in his corner. He was Mate. such a commanding figure. He also smoked a lot too. Yeah, but he never did it there. He actually just ran around and went out the back. There was a little secret Warn. So Warney was like, you know, the demon was like as yeah, big as, the king. as Warney. He no was doubt. the king. He also took... He played for England, one test match. So he's the first legend of Australian cricket to play for England. And he took the first... How did he do that? Uh, he was playing for Sussex over there. Dual passport, I think he qualified. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, he was the first substitute fielder to take a catch. And what's funny enough, he took it against his team. <laughs> so he's 12th man for Australia. That's amazing. And catches his teammate. That's great. guy called Scott older, older, for 75. I would have grasped it. You would have grasped yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt. What about no that? Doubt. You substituted. I don't know what how it led to that. For the opposition. Yeah, I would have whacked, I would have put it down. But Billy, well done. Absolute legend. Good stuff. Okay, that's the AB medal wrap. The wicket of truth is fantastic. You know, it's a it's that's all the buzz in Hollywood right now. It's the bash. It's coming to an end. We've got a couple of semis and finals. Can we first go to our teams of the year? Yes. Do you want to do yours first or I certainly will. You go first because I'll have to get mine up. I sent it to Tara. So there's a couple of um Couple of crossovers, as you'd expect. Yeah. So the opening batsman for me, it's Darcy Short and Matty Wade. They've had um, so many fifty, I think seven or eight fifty-run partnerships. It's also the pace they get them at, isn't it? Mm. Um, but actually, both of them don't go nuts in the power play. Yeah, you know they they're steady, and then once it's out of the power play, they actually take on the five fielders. They're happy to do that. Short six hundred runs, and man of the match five times. Weighty, 500 runs, man of the match three times. Yeah. You, you, you're getting to finals if um, in eight games you play, one of your players gets man of the if match. You t- if you top two fire and you've got Bailey McDermott and uh, the rest coming Malenko. down there, you're going to do well. Marcus Stoinis at number three for me, 470 runs at 59. Lifted opening the batting. I think a few years ago, he's really keen to do it. And I don't think his game was quite right there. You know, he, he, there was a lot of dot balls. But he wasn't aggressive enough. Yeah, a lot of dot balls. He'd hit enough boundaries. Mm. You go, he's going all right. Yeah. But he was obviously leaking a lot of, getting bogged down as well. But now I think he's found that, that balance. And 14 wickets at 14 and, mm. and often bowling at the death. I've gone number four. I've gone... Um, James Vince, he's only played seven innings, but he's averaging 48, strike rate of 139, and he's sort of providing what Joe Denley didn't. Denley had one good innings before he went, whereas Vince has been ultra consistent, and and that's why the Sixers are in the... Absolutely. part of the reason why he's there. Uh, Maxi at number five. If anyone saw his innings against the Sixers, you know why. 17 Sixers in the Big Bash. I've gone George Bailey. This might be a bit of a surprise, um, but you often talk about it that... You've got to have role players. And I think George, when he's got given the chance, he's actually scored 320 runs at 47, but it's the strike rate of 154. So he's yeah. come in at the end and been able to find the boundary, including a couple of match-winning knocks. No, I love his game. I think he's adapted beautifully down there. Uh, uh, Curran at number seven. Yeah. I think he's been one of the real revelations. I think with the ball, we thought he'd be handy. 20 wickets, but he's batting... Um, you know, 180 runs, strike rate of 145, tough times. He hits the ball as tough, as strong as anyone. Like, he really gives the ball a click. 
Um, I've been super impressed by his performances. I think they've signed him for another three years. I'm not surprised. No, by I'm that. not surprised by that. And he's going to be missed in this final series. Real shame for him. Well done on getting selected. We're going to talk about that. But uh, what a player. He's been outstanding. I love the way he's got into the contest. Been aggressive. Well, and Everly Greg Shippard saying unreal around the group. Yeah. So you get an import. You know, he reminds me a fair bit. He's not quite as good, but Darren Goff. Goffey was a large-than-life personality. When yep. he got the ball and then he had a crack. He's batting. He probably didn't do enough service to his batting over the years. He got a great 50 against us uh, yeah. at the SCG. One t- he belted us all around the park. Went downhill from there, but he would have been a great T20 player. It was probably just around the time where tail enders really started to get some time into their batting and coaches actually realised that the tail runs were a lot more important. You know, to get 50 or 60 lead. So, so Bob Simpson was always onto that. Mm. You know, he, he made sure that the, the bowlers batted a lot well, he was in the, the nets. He was the pioneer of Australia's resurgence, wasn't he? Yep. You know, along with AB to help, you know, dig themselves out of the dark ages. So well done, Bobby Simpson. And good, at, good with his fielding as well. High emphasis on fielding. And we've seen catches win matches. I mean, Perth Scorchers put 17 down this year. The bash... The bash is ordinary. It was ordinary last Bob year. Bob killing himself. Went and did the Pakistan Super League. That, that was 20% better. And we, we've often gone, oh, Pakistan don't field that well. Um, I wonder why no, it, it is, a, Hodge. It was a lot more than that. I got a stat from Dino and whether this has got a fraction of tax on it. But he said that the catching rate in Pakistan Super League was 84%. Well, I did most of it last year and I, I would have thought that was, that was really close. Well, well that's good. Um, but, you know, that's one thing I reckon has... Um, dropped off is you know remember when you guys used to come back from the academy yeah. and there'd be a new slide there'd be a new thing to do and and your fielding was unbelievable and I think the the guys that have come into the Australian team mm. this summer I, I wouldn't say that there's too many outstanding fielding fielders there and I think it is the one area that that you can improve so my question is do they do enough work on it? Well, no, I don't think so. Um, certainly not in this modern T20 world where a lot of emphasis is put on to the player. Yep. I don't think we're there yet. You know, I really, I've been in the coaching fraternity and I've seen uh, how player dominance has sort of taken over a little yep. bit. I, I'm not sure we're educated enough to actually so let So if you coached the BBL team yep. and said, listen, one thing we're going to do is we're going to be the best fielding team, best team running between the wickets... I would think you would you would get yourself a finals berth because I think the fielding has been really average. No doubt. Uh, I saw Andrew McDonald yesterday and he said that, uh, you know, over the past, one of the things which they've got into the finals for this year has only been on the back of their fielding and their bowling. In fact, their fielding has been excellent. Yep. Their batting has been close to woeful. Yes. Yet their competitive edge in the field has got them over the line. Well, it's so, interesting. We're well, talking so about important. that. No, no Renegades batsman in my team of the year, uh, but Cam Boyce from and, the Renegades, shouldn't be. who won one game off his bat alone. Yeah. Like, it, it was as dominant display as I can remember in the BBL that you just go, oh, the only reason they won was because Cam, yep. Cam Boyce is batting. And then they backed up the ball, and he's, his strike rate's 153. Yeah, he's, so been he's on worked fire. on it. Yep. Um, and his economy rate, 6.23, for me, gets him in. Absolutely. No doubt. Um, Rashid Khan, absolute superstar. Probably my favourite player. Um, I won't even go his stats. He's just he's a constant threat, isn't he? And, no, he's amazing. You know, Colin Ingram or whoever's captain in the strikers can yeah. go, we need a wicket, we'll put him on. Um, Josh Layla. Yeah. 
if I was picking at the start of the year, Josh is not there. But um, he actually was out for a couple of He's got 20 wickets of 15, economy rate 7.61. I thought he got wickets in the power play. Yep. Did a good job in the middle overs and also closed out. So for a poor Brisbane Heat bowling lineup, yes. I, I thought Josh was fantastic. And then Kane Richardson, he's broken the record for the most wickets, 24 wickets at 17. Um, he's got himself back in the Australian one-day squad yep. um, on the back of it, but but I thought Richardson has been outstanding. Yeah, no, that's a fair call, actually. Um, I've gone for slightly... Uh, pretty close, actually. Yeah. Only a couple of uh, we like some changes. changes. The one thing I have done, which I've got... I've got three internationals in there, which you're actually not allowed to do, and I can change one person for another if... If those the, for team of the year, you can do for it. For team of the year, you can. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I've gone with you with short and weight at the top. I don't think there's been any more dominant cricketers in Australia at the moment in any any other form, uh, but T20 especially. I, I've gone with Stornis as well at number three. Um, for his all-round abilities, has been excellent. Yep. Um, not sure about his uh, dress code with Abitangelo there at the AB medal, but I liked it, Marcus. I've gone for Moses on Riggs at number four. Mm. I just think that his impact... In certain games, uh, probably hasn't got the weight of numbers that other people may have. But there's two things: one, his leadership ability. He's a cool captain. So I'm I'm putting the, the captaincy next to his name. Uh, so I've gone for that along with number four. Number four is such a specialist batting position, and not everyone can do it. So I've gone for Moses Enriques there. He is one of the few players that plays spin well, very well. He hurts spinners, so I like it. And I've got him at number four because. As number four, you're always facing the best spin bowler straight outside the power play. So you're going to face 12 balls of spin. So Mo's there. Uh, someone called um, Glenn uh, Nick Maxwell the other day yeah. on an interview. But yes. I've gone for Glenn Maxwell at number... But Nick's doing some good work with the Melbourne Stars. <laughs> yes, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone for Glenn Maxwell at uh, number five uh, for the reasons you point out. And... Similar to George Bailey, but I've gone for Ashton Turner at number six for that specialist role play down at number six, only because I'm pushing his case to do it for the Australian level yep. in one day and T20. Yeah, he's in there. He's over in India. Get him selected. Get him in there. Long leaders. Don't waste your time, selectors. Pick him. Turner in. And get him in. Uh, current number seven, reasons you point out, Rashid Khan, eight. Steve O'Keefe, I've gone for the other spinner instead of Cameron Boyce. So I just think that the variety of the left arm orthodox O'Keefe Very involved good. in the Sock. power play and got a number of wickets. Richardson, there you, uh, you pointed out that is uh, Kane, not Jai Tara. And uh, I've gone for Shimwari. Shimwari! Yeah, I thought his impact early on in the tournament. Uh, with a new ball and death overs for Renegades was outstanding and, and probably one that's been able to stick a short ball up Darcy Short and yeah. catch him off guard. So for me, I like that uh, yeah, that hustle and, and good ball speed that I like from Well, Shimari. we love the superstar names coming over here with imports, but we like ones that are trialled. Mm. You know, Sandeep for the stars. Yeah. Um, I think we'll be seeing Shinwari, Sandeep and these co because they then they start – they're – Performances have been outstanding. Outstanding. And then like a Joffre Archer, who was a surprise pick last year, mm. Rashid Khan a couple of years before that, they all of a sudden they become part of the the bash, don't they? That you know they're going to come. 
they become bigger names because of their performances. Yeah, they certainly will. That'll be a that's one of the talking points around town about how we can wrestle away these superstars at the moment who are playing in Bangladesh Premier League, AB de Villiers, Gale, Pollard, Russell, Noreen, yeah. how we can wrestle them back to the big bash. And uh Look, one of the reasons is, is that the Bangladesh Premier League wasn't meant to be scheduled in this period. So a lot of people may have had pre-existing contracts, which that tournament was meant to finish before Big Bash. So, you know, for those that think that the names won't be there next year, I think they will be. It'll open up. So, um, yeah, don't be too concerned about that. But these guys, you partner any of these guys with an Andre Russell or Pollard or... Yeah. Mate, you got a super, you got some super talent there. Yeah, so for unlucky ones for me, Callum Ferguson, Chris Lynn, John O'Wells does a great job, doesn't he, in the middle order? Like- Again, so he's topping the number he's topping the uh number of runs in that four and five position. So well done, John O'Wells. Yeah, uh James Faulkner, great to see you in swinger back Forks. That gives you a real chance of getting back in the Aussie team. Ben Dwarshus, Archer, Abbott again, you know, right up there in the wicket takers. Wicket taker. And yeah. Sandeep that I mentioned with spin. Hey, and we just before we get to the semis, we had a couple of interesting games, didn't we? That yeah. one, the Brisbane Heat versus Melbourne Stars. My word. 158 runs cutting and Maxie Bryant. Mm. The first couple of overs, you're thinking, gee, if they lose early wickets here, and Bird and Worrell didn't start well. No. And then it was just as clinical a hitting I've seen Ever. They both faced 30 balls. Cutsy got 81 and Bryant 71. Well, there's two things in that. A, it's one of the best hitting you'll ever see. Actually, there's three. <laughs> B, it's a team which is out of the competition. And C, if Glenn Maxwell didn't wrestle back 75 runs for the Melbourne Stars, then I reckon they would have faced it again. It was only scoreboard pressure which put the Sixers under pressure yep. at the MCG. Otherwise... My word, the stars would have been looking down another exit for sure. But uh, quality, quality stuff. The ground. They were ninety-four in the power play, which goes to show what <laughs> this is. This is a, an interesting point as well, which we brought up early on, is that the the quality of pitches, you know, Gabba, Hobart, good. good. We want to see this sort of hitting. You know, that's the style of which we want to see. So, for those other other grades which haven't been able to attract one eighty plus. Scores. Got to get it up. You got eight months to do your homework and get it right. So no, Bazza, maybe uh, cutting gets a chance at the top of the order next year. Yeah, well, I mean that's the hard thing to fill that void. Cutting as well at number six, who's such a dangerous, powerful hitter. So they'll have to find a replacement for that. Um, you and know, again, if you put all your eggs in one basket, cutting Bryant goes down early. Three to ten. You're in trouble. So they just haven't got the recipe right there at the Brisbane Heat, or they haven't got enough out of their experience when when the tournament's been on the line. I, yeah, I don't think it's. I think their bowling needs a review talent. too. Well, that's been the case for a long, long time. long time. I think. Look, I think a big loss is James Pattinson as well. I think if he had been there and helped Josh Layla with no, a bit he of firepower, well, didn't he? Yeah. you know, then uh, you know you might see a different result. And um, and that Stars game was amazing, wasn't it? When Stars were five for 116 with 19 balls left, you know, six to be thinking, yeah, that, they might get to 140. Yeah, um, we'll thrash this. And then um, they they Maxi scored by himself 65 runs off 23 <laughs> balls. Gotchi only faced one ball. Yeah. and got well, a single. Geez, it was a good single. That was one of the greatest <laughs> batting partnerships. And and it says Maxwell slash Gotch. Yeah. 
But then it was intriguing, wasn't it, to commentate going, the six is going to get these runs because mm. you, know, you want to win. Yeah. Then the story was, are they going to get to 108 and keep their home final? And they didn't even get close. Amazing. I tell you, us as, as as Victorian commentators, we we clapping yeah. for the uh, for the Melbourne Stars to go 108 because we now get to just travel to Marvel Stadium. What I loved about this was there was vision of Greg Shippard yep. sitting in the yep. dugout, and he had his overcoat over his face. No, it his... progressively got closer up. It, it was did. around his chin, <laughs> and another couple of it. Then it went over his mouth, and then it went over his eyes. And I brought it up to someone, and it was it was hilarious because they go, oh, have you ever seen Shippy like that before? And I, and I yep. said, mate, if you get out before the second you ball, that's exactly <laughs> what you saw for a number, number of years. Hey, just quickly, stats too, before the semi, um, the average run rate's been 781, um, yep. the second lowest in BBL history. No 200s. Only the second time that's happened. Yeah. You know, do we put it down to mainly the quality of pitches? Also, I, I want to say it's teams not stepping up. You know, mm. teams are winning the toss and, and bowling. Yeah. And 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 the team batting first generally. Oh, it's been it's been two actually. Most teams don't know what a good score is no. and, and underscore. Or the sometimes we've seen teams sent in get one eighty and the team batting second just goes, oh, we're not going to get that. Yeah. It's been an interesting one where I think uh, you know a few people were thrown into the deep end early on in the tournament, not knowing exactly what they were going to do. We've seen some really good players down on form this tournament. We've also seen the emergence of some some youth. So well, I think that's been the biggest positive, oh, though. Absolutely, because it's always been an old yeah. man's game. Ah, hundred percent. You know, Harper, Philippe, all these guys have come in. The Bryant, one thing, Harvey. The one thing you'll do is with. With the experienced guys not oh, not having achieved what they wanted to, is these youngsters will make errors. So instead of going on and getting 75 or 80, they'll get a quick 530, which brings that total from 200 back down to sort of 175. So, yeah, that's just a learning curve. But, yeah, it's been an interesting one. Whether the bowling's got better as well. Yep. Um, you know, we've got to give credit to those those bowlers where they've been able to contain. I think teams are bowling more spin. Uh, looks that way. So, um, you know, we've seen some good management through there. Uh, that might be a factor. Pitches early on in the season may have been a factor. But um, uh, I think the Hobart Hurricanes certainly look like a team which they, they can get 200. Uh, so why do Hobart Hurricanes beat the Melbourne Stars? Well, I just think that uh, yeah, what's going to trouble the Stars is trying to dislodge those two left-handers in Short and Wade. They've got good matchups, the Hobart Hurricanes, um, for the spinners of Sundeep and also uh, Zampa. But the one thing that I don't think the Melbourne Stars like is ball speed. And uh, in the history, we've seen that Jofra Archer, if he ramps it up, and also Riley Meredith, if he ramps that up as well, uh, it could trouble the Melbourne Stars. And that's why I think they'll get over the line against the Stars uh, down there at home. So I'll go Melbourne Stars. Stars win because of their star power. It, and, it, but it's on the back of Stoinis mm. and, and Maxwell. If yeah. they don't score heavily, there's in real trouble. You know, Ben Dunk still hasn't quite got going um, up the top of the order. You know, Hanscom's handy. But besides his 70, he, he really hasn't got going, Pete. Um, bowling strategy-wise, I wouldn't mind Maxwell actually getting that first over mm. and, and, and trying to spin the ball away from the two left-handers. Their strike rate against spinning the power play is not fantastic, but um, I don't think it bothers them too much. But I'm just thinking you know, maybe no, maybe off-spin could work in the power play 
Yeah, they've um, got more accustomed to it, wasn't it? And, they, and then against the the Sixers, I think it was down there. It was Menente. Someone bowled it and it got them up and running. I think they've become accustomed to that yep. casual off spin there. The problem that you've got against these two is that from the last two games I've seen, the Frankie Worrell hasn't swung the ball, and Jackson Bird hasn't moved Lost it either. His accuracy, as yeah. consistency as he is, so that's a bit of an issue. I'm surprised that Fleming hasn't made a move with Ben Dunk and. And uh, who would you open? With? Well, I'd put Matto straight to the top, um, who's struggled in the middle order. I, to me, it's a glaring, obvious factor. Those two just haven't performed. I'd be chucking him straight to the top, and 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 maybe even consider giving the gloves to uh, to Hanscom. To Hanscom, Gotcha out of the team. Who's who's? Well, you can keep Golbus? Gotch, You can keep Gotch in the oh, side. Keep him in. But Goldbus was striking the ball down the order. Uh, we're not, they're not getting enough out of Maddinson and they're not getting enough out of Dunk. Yeah. So for me, that's just a move which could happen. Whether you want I wouldn't to mind Goldbus coming back in. I'm surprised he's out. He's yeah. a really good uh, bits player, isn't he? He's dangerous. Yeah, he's 100% dangerous. Uh, we've seen him also open the batting from time to time, get him off to a good start. It's just that consistency as well. Well, I think Hobart have just got more options to win this game. But for me, yes, certainly I reckon um, the three guys that fire, Stornis, Maxwell and Sandeep, if they don't have massive games, I think Hobart will get a home final. What about Renegades first sixes? Why do the Renegades win? Well, this is a tricky one. I think uh, home ground advantage, actually. Um, yeah, they've actually been successful this year around at home. Uh, I think they've won. Just four, found four a way, out of five, haven't they? Five games. They yeah, do bowl well and field well. It's been scrappy, yeah. I mean, uh, they find a way to be able to defend. I think what I like about uh, the Renegades unit the versat- versatility with the ball. Harry Gurney closing those overs out, I think Very it's good, really important. Good pick up. So he's been good to, to hit to those longer boundaries with them slow balls. Uh, the other thing, I think Finch is ready to fire. We haven't seen much from the, the skipper so far in all of cricket. So history says that it's going to be sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, they'll have to be switched on. You know, yeah. I think they'll just get the job done, but it, it won't be easy. I'm not sure whether the Sixers can bounce back, but you know, good captaincy and Moses on Riggs and good planning, they'll be up there. Well, the Melbourne Stars bounced back, but it was really on the back of one player. Yeah. And, that, and that was Maxwell. I think the Sixers are a bit like Hobart. I, I think they've got the two best all-round teams. Mm. But that doesn't mean you win T20 competitions because if a Maxwell Stoinis catch fire, you just lose that game and you can win a fight. If Finch catches fire, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Finch because I don't reckon there's a backup batsman that's going no. to, you know, as good as Harvey and Harper and that have been, you know, they haven't got the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom Cooper's done it in the past, but he hasn't done no, it this year. No, he's been poor. Uh, Marcus um, Harris, for me, has also been uh, disappointing. So... I don't think he's found the map to T20 cricket, but he's a natural quick scorer, so maybe it's in the finals that yeah, that happens. Yeah, maybe. Uh, look, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Sam Harper move back to open with Finchie. Yeah, I really get Finchie going, and um, he's, he's been impressive. Sam well, you could Harper, almost so. try Harris outside the power play because they're going to bowl wide uh, and full mm. to, to Harris, aren't they? And they're going to have a lot of men at cover and gully. But... If they bowl wide to him and there's five out, you're not getting caught there. You're actually getting runs. Yeah. I, I, I don't think... It's just that he hasn't got going in Big Bash. You know, whether a change in role can... Well, this can is a real him. 50-50 contest. With a loss of Nabby, that really hurts the Renegades. More so than, than anyone. Curran. And Curran as well. 
So but, I, don't but know. I think Nabi's a bigger loss for Renegades loss. than Curran is. Huge loss. But I don't know how they're going to cover Curran's four overs because he's been bowling in the power play. Um, Nabi and not he bowls so much. at the end. He's got yeah. wickets at, at the death. So that's so a bit of an issue. Dwarshus didn't quite get it right. Um, they, they just kept going full to Max Bond, mm. didn't they? It was interesting. They go short. All right, so who's going to win the actual tournament? Look, I think Hobart Hurricanes will be tough to beat. So uh, I just like that firepower there. You know, Wade and Short, even if they don't get off to a good start, McDermott, you know, Bailey's experience, Malenko. Malenko Archer. Archer. If, if, yeah, I you think might have if, convinced um, me here. If, if, look, if, uh, if they can get back um, Faulkner on the park, it just lengthens their batting as well as gives them that first over in the power play of swinging the ball. We saw Riley Meredith... Absolutely Lose cocked it. it up last time. Yeah, get <laughs> him with the older ball, Stepped I think. over the mark. And maybe just um, straighten that run up a little bit, Riley. I think you're coming a little bit too wide. Yeah, I don't know. I, you were spot on with that. It's just continually, you know, as you were saying on just the Just go TV, two metres just forces you up. down the leg side. It's very well, if you're hard. running to fine leg, yeah. and at the last minute you're jumping, and then you go, oh, I've got to get the ball back. Yeah. Jeez, it's hard not for it to keep going down fine leg. Or... You end up bowling full tosses of half trackers. You're making it very hard on himself. Yeah. I mean, I like the angle, but if you look at Frank Worrell, he does straighten up before his takeoff mm. step. Um, geez, I was going to go Melbourne Stars. I think I'm going Hobart Hurricanes. You've convinced me now. Um, hey, just a quick one. One of our favourites, Farward Ahmed, has yeah. retired from first class cricket. Still wants to go to the World Cup as the leg spinner. Shane Warne is a big rap for Farward Ahmed, and no one knows leg spin like Shane Warne. But what about as a teammate? Farwood Ahmed. Well, I didn't actually play with him, but he was well. Oh, okay. He was well received at uh, Victoria. They love him, um, and because uh, he was a net bowler for a couple of years, wasn't he? Yeah, I come. I faced him in the nets. Gun, this guy's good. And uh, absolutely, extremely <laughs> good. And his talent was always eminent. Uh, just needed to qualify, and once he's qualified, he's he's been unbelievable. What I love now is he's actually honed his skills around the world. Even to a more extent, his T20 skills have been outstanding, and he's actually been he's a decent in the taker. field as well. He was sloppy. Well, and he's when batting. He, first he was up. ramping in the JLT series. I think the favourite thing that we have to point out about Farwood Ahmed, and, and he'll go down in history, is to walk out in a Shepherd Shield yeah. final with no bat. He doesn't need a bat. So <laughs> I was surprised he went back and grabbed one. He would know. find a way to score, Farwood. I don't know whether he was going to use the force or bring a lightsaber out or something like that, but uh, he got all the way out to the oh, middle of the God. field, realised he had no bat. And, of course, the bench were absolutely pissing themselves And laughing. the bench don't help, do they? <laughs> no. I was 12th man months, Richard McCarthy, fast bowler, North Melbourne player, yep. and he did the same thing at the G. And I was, well, I think it was that year that was when Dino stitched me up. So I went to run out there and the boys wouldn't let me. Oh, God. And the worst thing is it got replayed on the screen <laughs> at the Jeep. <laughs> Richard, he actually grabs for the bat that he knows yeah. isn't there. But um, now nah, he's, he's had a fine career. Um, test match cricket. England finally beat the West Indies. Mm. What a great series for the West Indies, though. It looks like, um, mate, at home at least, that, that they could be a well, force. and. And Test cricket needs it, doesn't it? It oh, needs absolutely. you know ten strong teams, in particular at home. Um, but in this, you know, why England won? Well, Joe Root got a hundred. Yeah. Um, Mark Wood bowled. Mark Wood quick. Yeah. Well, so that's good signs for them for the Ashes. I think they need someone with a bit of extra pace. Yeah, no doubt. That, that's a, a great result for England there. Um, 
you know, going on the fact that they'd been outdone by ball speed. Yeah. You know, uh, Kima Roach, Shannon Gabriel, uh, Azari Joseph, was, I think it was, it was yes. Joseph? Yes. And then, and then they've turned that around and given the ball speed to Mark Wood and it's had a result. That'll make, that'll put some nerves in the Australian camp yeah. seeing Mark Wood bowl that impressively. And, uh, great to see teams winning at home. You need, when touring teams come to your venues, it needs to be difficult to win. Uh, that's what I love about Test Match Cricket. And well so no Holder, no yeah. Jason Holder, who was fantastic, so they lose. Yeah. But, you know, where he's grown, um, you know, Roach, 18 wickets at 14. And Chase, actually, I knew, he got 100 in the second innings, but he got an 8-3 in the first yeah. test, I think. So all round there. But, you know, there was there's obviously some controversy. We'll see. We're not sure how this will play out, but... Um, you know, Gabriel's been reported mm. by the ICC Code of Conduct for something that he said to Joe Root. We're not sure what he said, but Root's response for me was mature and classy on the field because it can get yeah. heated. Um, so we'll, we'll find out what, what happens to Gabriel and yeah. what's said there. But I think for Root, you know, just setting a standard that, no, nah, that's not appropriate on the field. Um, and whatever happens to Gabriel, I think it just sends now it's still a message that, you know, you've got to be very careful what you say on the field. We know it's aggressive and spur of the moment, yeah. but there's there's boundaries you don't cross. Yeah, you've got to stay within the boundaries for sure. Um, that's that's the laws. We don't know exactly what happened. But, uh, you know, what I love about uh, the last two leaders, especially of England cricket, Joe Root and Alastair Cook, and... And even Andrew Strauss, I just love in which way they go yep. about their business. And uh, I think, I don't know what it is. They seem to be loved, not yep. only by their teammates, but also outside the game. As such well-balanced individuals. I That's think we can, we can certainly take note in Australia. And I think Tim Payne fits that bill. I'm not sure we've got it right in the past. Yep. Um, but Tim Payne certainly, you We know, might have set a template for yeah. the way that Australian captains go about it. Yeah. But when you mention those four guys, you know, I think obviously very good players, mm. bit of class. Very classy. Uh, mature. Yeah. Uh, good role models. Maybe, um, I'm not sure whether they went to Eton or not, or not. you know, that... Uh, Payne didn't. So Tim maybe Payne didn't. maybe in the future that might be a prerequisite that you well, go about, over to England Where'd you go? go or can they have a... Um, can they go over to St. Bede, your school? Oh, for, I wasn't... I wasn't uh, for six months. I wasn't Australian captaincy material. No, nor was I. Do you earmarked. look back and think that St. Bede's let you down that way? Is that where Warney went? <laughs> no, Warney went to Mentone Grammar Mentone and got kicked Grammar. out in year oh, nine. Or for a, being too good? Or? No, no, no. Just, uh, I'm not sure whether he actually showed up. Okay. So, but um, I, look, I'm not sure where you go to get captaincy material. Okay. Um, maybe not St. Bede's. I would have thought you got to show up to school though, to actually get leadership I think that skills. generally does help. Um, hey, mate, this, phew, let's get to it. This is the reason um, why celebrities, they're scared to go on social media, put yep. anything out, um, because they know that you, you're just stalking Instagram, Twitter. You know, you've got something in your brain that goes, oh, someone's doing a bit of self-promotion here. Yeah. And no doubt the AB medal will be an absolute farm for you. Well, I'm not going to go through them all. No. Um, I'm actually just going to say that everyone was there. Gets a vote. Gets a vote. There was pro. <laughs> I've never seen. Uh, I Social mean, my media like God. Uh, so everyone there got a vote. Yeah, there was probably two standouts in, um, and it's probably because she had a victory in Elisa Healy. Yeah. 
she was a little bit extra. And also Pat Cummings was a fraction extra as well. So maybe just because they won, they were aggressive. But we on... can't be too hard because they've, they've won something. They've I know. AB but, medal, um, Belinda Clark. But when you, when you start to thank Gillette for your success, I mean, really... Patty. Oh, it's gonna say yeah. who? Yeah, which um, one? Oh, Gillette? maybe Elisa is important know. for Gillette as well. Who knows? Oh, we'll so ask, we'll ask Mitchell whether it's important, you know, down there or maybe well, I, okay. See, I haven't looked at the actual tweet, okay. so yeah, I'll leave it to you. Right, You're well, the I'm expert. Gonna, I'm gonna start with um we'll we'll stay on the A B theme. It has been that way. I'm, and I'm gonna nail Channel Seven's own Abby Jelmy who is brutal anyway Prolific. on social media, self-promotion. But thank you to my amazing team, Bridge Bell Stylist, at Jason Gretsch, at Madam Virtue, at Maria V, Mari VU, at Jade K Makeup, hashtag Oz oh, Cricket Awards, hashtag AB Medal, hashtag BC Medal. I didn't know it took that much How to actually characters? just get dressed. Wow. So... um Yep, votes. Oh, it, that's up there. Uh, we love it. You know what very, I also like? So, so Maddie Wade has been prolific on the runs. We know that. Yeah. But Julia Wade. Yes. Who also Lovely wife. is prolific in, in social media self-promotion. So there was a number of other. But I just wanted to get her in because we love her. Um, but it's not... It's not active wear. So I, I got this one just because she always pumps out her own sort of... Okay. Um, just, they've got a yoga type active thing. I didn't know that. So it's not active wear. Whoever I am, at Lana Wilkinson, at Arlene Leakell, you made this experience so enjoyable when you can work together again. So we know that's just free, free dress, free shoes, you free... Know. Anyway, it was that's the first time... That's not getting past you. For, just because you go into a fancy dress party, yep. there's no need to pump it out there. Stick to active wear, young lady. We know what that's about. Um, You're all over this. I'm all over this. Uh, who else do we have here? We've got, um, well, this is a fantastic one which I've got here about Peter Hanscom. So, and I haven't seen him be too active on no. self promotion. This has been his first votes. But he's got a picture of his, his teeth. A before and after, which reminds me of Peter Siddle. However, um, very happy with these results at Dr. Maddie Youssef oh. and the people at Smile Centre Melbourne sorting out my smile before the big day in April at Invisalign something A yeah. underscore AU. Mate, it's February. It's February. So if you're getting married, get it closer because you closer. Go, when you win the shield and when... Um, the Melbourne Stars win the flag, you're going to drink piss and red wine and yeah, you're going to stain them anyway. He's so, going to have to go back and get them done. Anyway, but he's had a double up, Peter Hanscom. Pumped to have picked up my new Jaguar F Sport oh, from, from Simon Reed and the team down at Brighton Jaguar Land Rover. Some serious wheels, even fits all my career gear in the boot. Hashtag Brighton JLR, hashtag Brighton Jaguar Land Rover, hashtag Brighton Jaguar... Hashtag JLR, hashtag Jaguar Land Rover. He even double dipped. So, so what prompted the teeth? Was it the marriage or Jaguar said, mate, not with, with those fangs, you're not driving our car. You need no those improved. Idea. No Jaguar idea. could have pressured him in to get a new fangs. Anyway, he was uh, quality, quality stuff. Um, 
And then there's one as well, just on uh, going back to the AB medal. Jason Richardson again. Grace Fuel and on to be involved in Cricket Australia Awards. Brilliant winners. Superb highlights. Wonderful story at Mozzie 21 and, and touch of quirkiness from M. Stornis, blah, blah, blah. Mate, you got you got yeah. caught, you you got called a fifty. How how old's Tim? Tim Lane? He'd be seventy. You got sixty five. You got partnered to a seventy five year old. Mm. I'd be very quiet if mm. I was you, Jason Richardson. So just go quiet there. He always and, smiles though, Richard. And what was impressive was the bounce back from the champion, Normo. Greg Norman <laughs> is. Back. He's the so, reigning champ. So I love this. So it's a selfie with a, a, a champagne passion fruit drink of some kind. Yep. Shit, I made it to 64. Time to celebrate. Year of the shark ahead. <laughs> Mate, you're a billionaire. How fucking better can it get? <laughs> when he says the year of the shark, when I think of the year of the shark, I always think of his playing days, don't yep. you? So how can it be the year of the shark? You know, in a is he is it business? Is it family? Is it is it um, to go back to back in the social media self promotion? Maybe that's award? what it is. Maybe that's what he's on about. And then another one again. What? Hashtag TBT, which is Throwback Thursday. Back when, and he's got a picture of himself holding the world in his hands, with throwing a golf ball up. Normo, the world is yours. You are easily the best. The best. And another one. For who? Uh, Not the shark. So listen to this. A wonderful evening with my friends and family at the Lambs Club. Silence of the Lambs or throw your keys in the middle, Greggy. Uh, hashtag New York. As a father, I could not be more proud of the teamwork with my wonderful daughter, Morgan, on our Greg Norman Estates wine business. <laughs> How many businesses have you got? You genius, you're a freak. We're thrilled to announce the debut of our Napa Valley Reserve oh, Cabernet I'm coming it. soon from yes. Greg Norman Estates. We're in. They're, for all those We're out there, them. you are the greatest, sir. So there for, is no better. So for votes, um, everyone at the AB medal gets one, yep. right? Um, Abby, two. Yep. You happy with that? Uh, Julia Wade, two. Hans, Pete, that's five votes. Welcome to the social media self-promotion. And then... I think there's real potential there, well particularly done, the Jaguar one. Richo, three. Yep. And Shark have gone four, three, three for 10 votes. Oh, that's amazing. And just when we last episode, we're going, oh, the Shark's gone. Um, he's retired from self-promotion. Well, that 10 votes in. has probably got him up to the top. Who must tune in and realise that Michael Clark was catching him. Mitchell yeah. Johns was, was on a run. Yep. And I have to do something about it. And you so know he's done? He lifts like a good player does. He's gone. It's just like 1986 again, like he said. That's the Brad Hodge Social Media Self-Promoter Award. Hey, Hodgie, just, uh, you know, it's back. Retro book review yes, time. Yes, yes. And this, you know what I've gone? This one looks a famous book. It's Tim Mays. <laughs> it's, it's, as he said, it's a truish story of the Australian cricket team on tour. And what Maisie did was they're all true stories, but to get around, there's some you can't actually name names. Yep. So he split up teammates. You know, so, you know, he makes up names like, um, what is there, a Terry Beeper. You know, who's a, he says, is an ordinary cricketer, ordinary bloke. Right. Um, so I don't know. He's so it's part that. of the touring 11. So he's in the 15 man squad. So it's a fake tour to India where Maisie played so much. But right. the actual squad, 
Yeah, Mike Jensen, the captain. Veteran, well-respected, decent bloke and batsman. You know, so that might be a hash-up of Mark Taylor and okay, Alan Broder. Right. Yep. Something like that. Don Bailey, very laid-back Australian, drinks, smokes, not terribly into fitness batsman. That might so be Booney. Booney, yeah. You know, something like I that. So, that yep. And it was interesting enough, um, one former teammate come up one at a function one day, goes, Maisie, I loved your book. Um, but who's that person, this bloke here? And me and Maisie looked at each other going, that's you. We didn't say it, though. <laughs> But the one I want to get to, and, and on the front, Warney's quote, this man is not to be trusted, don't believe a word he writes. Steve Waugh, he's always, he always was unstable. Mark Taylor, I laughed all the way to my lawyers. So the boys are on board. But I just love one a little read, and if you're at home, can you please open up Mayhem, the yep. Tim May story. And this is his, he was always injury prone. Maisie, yep. you know, he was always, he only played in between injuries, basically. But he writes his history. Born in 1962, readmitted in 1963, um, severe life-threatening case of mumps. 63 to 68, did not contract one life-threatening illness or injury. This was known as the golden years, right? (laughs) 68, suffers his first um, broken arm. He was climbing a ladder and fell. 69, a year later, broken arm number two. Um, Once again, trying to jump off a barbecue at home. Broke his arm. 1970, broken arm number three. Using branches of the apple as a, a tree as a springboard, he tried to take a hanger, AFL-wise. That's awesome. Missed the mark, broken arm number three. Who did he three. support back then? Um, he, he was the Nord, Nord in ah, the Sanafel. Red Redlegs. And Venus. the Red Legs. So I think it was cool. Melbourne. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, a lot of South Australians had VFL teams. 71, this is four broken arms in four days. This is the most embarrassing one, he said. Um, Grade four tennis match against school legend Derek Jolly Miller. I thought it was standard practice to jump over the net and carry on like a pork chop. Unfortunately, my net clearance wasn't clean and I found myself the subject of mirth as I lay horizontal on the bitumen because it was bitumen back then. And the embarrassment was that he carried it for six days until he finally went to his mum, and that was broken arm number four. Um, so he finished up with six broken arms and a knee operation playing football. But my favourite one for Maisie, make sure you get this, um, if a ball was hit back to him in a game yeah. or in the nets, broken finger, regulation. Yeah. If someone slogged one like Tom Moody, big hitter, out of the nets, yeah. and where there was two random teammates about 80 metres away having a chat like this, yeah. you know who it had hit? It hit Maisie. <laughs> he was the most injury prone. But tell you what, get it. It retailed at Angus and Robertson back when it was for nineteen ninety five. Oh. If you got this for less than the $995, that's an actual, actual bargain. So that, I'm going to give it six balls out of six. Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. That's a quality book. I reckon you've undersold it there. I, I think reckon, $990. might have to do beefy. I reckon that would be close to the $2,000 mark than may have. So that's the book of you. Hey, mate, that's it. Um, just to finish, had a really great night Saturday night at my old club, Springvale South. Yes. My, my, where, I, where I started. Uh, Warren Ayres, who you played a lot of cricket yeah, yeah, yeah. with. Legend of Victorian cricket and district cricket, Brett Forsyth, who still opens back. And been on fire. It was their 50th year anniversary. Um, They inducted me and um, Ezzy as a life member. Ah. So generally you've had to have played a fair bit because realistically 
Easy so did you say you didn't want to show up and go to some other league in another country? Well, the thing is, I've, I've taken the little life membership there. But, oh, cool. but you know, what was your junior club? Moorabbin. Moorabbin. I played for Moorabbin. I actually popped club. out there a couple of weeks ago. Um, the thing is, with your junior clubs, they obviously, they provided more for me and Airsie than what we've provided for them. Yeah. Um, so for 50th year anniversary, they picked teams of the 50 years and all that. So well done to everyone there, but well done just to junior clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's so funny, you know, like my junior coach, you know, Pete Matheson, you know, still still working there, Mrs. Yeah. Sharp, still helping with the food. You know, I knew half the club, so well done to Springy South and, and Airsie. And and also thanks to all the listeners. We actually had, you know, we, we called out to our Finnish Yes, we did. Listeners, there was 10 of them, 52 last week. No way. 52 That's increased our from... Scandinavian grouping. That's magnificent. So we're going to have to rock over there, maybe for that game against Well, Spain. maybe Sweden have to list. How'd they go against the Spanish? No, anyway? no, it's coming up. Oh, okay. You're going over Is it. Jorge Lorenzo playing? Uh, I think he's 12th man. Oh, okay, cool. And he might take a substitute catch like <laughs> Billy Murdoch. Um, you know who are listening? Portugal. No Portugal, way. Portugal, who only had about 10. So we want them... Um, and they are on fire. Yeah, well, see, I rang up Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. You know, just recently, and I said, look, mate, we're looking for some plugs over in and you did know, he, your area. He said, I'll spread the word. I'll spread the Well, he yeah. has to 10, but we so need well, to do yeah, a bit more. Well um, mate, they thumped Cyprus by five wickets in the in the T20 Europe <laughs> qualifying Division 4. And, and, did Michael, and I, did won't, I won't even ask you who got man, man of the match, because you already know. It's our man, Alson Ahmed, 42 off 34. Oh, of course he did. Why do you bowl short to him? <laughs> Why do you bowl short I've to no him? I have no idea. What a player. So just to finish off, if you could just say a, a thank you to our Portugal listeners. Oh, I'm delighted be... for our Portuguese. We're going to really attack... Um, we're probably going to attack Serbia. Cyprus? Cyprus. They just lost it. Well, let's well, we're going over there. We're going to cover going. all the T20 Europe Division 4 <laughs> games for the rest of the year. That's the Bowlology Report. That's Bradley Hodge. See you, Flem. Thank you. See you, mate. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.